Chapter 9 of the Book of Saints and Friendly Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. The Book of Saints and Friendly Beasts by Abby Farwell Brown. Chapter 9 St. Cuthbert's Peace. St. Cuthbert was a Scotch shepherd boy who tended his flocks along the river Tweed near Melrose. Night and day he lived in the open air, drinking in the sunshine and sleeping on the heather, and he grew up big and strong and handsome, the finest lad in all that part of the country. He could run faster than any one, and was always the champion in the wrestling matches, to which he challenged the village boys for miles around. And you should have seen him turn somersaults and walk on his hands, no one in all the world could beat him at that. St. Cuthbert lived more than a thousand years ago, and yet the people of Scotland still tell tales of his strength and agility and grace in games with the other boys. He was their leader and chief, and everyone was sure that he would grow up to be a famous man. But he tended his sheep faithfully until the time came, for he was growing and learning all the while in his happy outdoor life he became wise in many things which other people never know he found the secret of the whispering wind and the song of the brook he knew what the chatter of the squirrels meant and the caw of the crows he learned the ways of all the little bright-eyed animals whom he met in his walks over the hills of heather and he grew to love every creature which has fur or feathers and goes upon four legs or on two especially he loved the birds he used to watch them for hours together the little larks gurgling up and trilling down again the great gulls swooping and curling and sailing like white ships in the blue sea of sky and he longed oh how he longed to have wings and to flutter and float away like the birds one night while he lay watching his sheep upon the pink heather which bears you up like a springy cushion he saw a strange thing in the sky there seemed a great pathway of light and down it a band of angels came from heaven clothed all in rainbow glory and in a little while he saw them mounting back again bearing a beautiful blossom among them and he guessed that it was the soul of some holy man being carried to paradise sure enough the next day the news went abroad that aden the holy bishop of lindisfarne had died that very night then cuthbert knew that he a little shepherd boy had been blessed to see a holy vision he wondered why but he felt sure that it meant some special grace to him day after day night after night he thought about it wondering and wondering and at last he made up his mind that he too would become a holy man and then perhaps he should find out all about it he was fifteen years old when he came to melrose abbey to be made a monk and there he lived and grew rich with the wisdom of books which added to the wisdom of the woods and hills and streams which he already possessed made him a very wise man indeed he had not been there long before everyone even the abbot himself saw that this glorious young monk was the most powerful of them all everyone obeyed and reverenced him everyone came to ask his advice and help Everyone sent for him in time of trouble. With his beautiful face and strong body, his kind eyes and great hands, tender as a woman's to touch a little sick child, 
he was loved by the people in all the country around for he had the great gift of sympathy in those years while he had lived under the kind hot sun his heart had grown mellow and soft like a ripe apple many of the people in the far-off hills and lonely scotch moorlands were like savages wild and timid hating every stranger but the hearts of these poor children of the heather warmed to the big brother who came among them with love shining in his eyes and a desire to help them he used to trudge into the wildest most distant places to reach them to teach and comfort them he was always carrying food and clothing to the poor and medicine to the sick for he could not bear to see others suffer but he was not afraid of suffering himself one thing cuthbert used to do which showed how strong and healthy he was even until he grew to be quite an old man he used to take a bath in the sea every day of his life no matter how cold it was he would plunge into the waves and come out all dripping upon the frozen beach where he would always kneel and say a little prayer before going home one bitter night in winter as cuthbert knelt thus in the snow after his plunge blue with cold two brown otters came up out of the sea and stole to cuthbert's side and as he prayed not noticing them at all they licked his poor frozen feet trying to warm them and rubbed against him with their thick soft fur till he was dry again thus the water creatures did their little best for him who loved them and who had done so much for others when the abbot boswell died cuthbert became head of the abbey in his place but after twelve years of living indoors with the other monks he could bear it no longer for he longed to get out into the fresh air and under the sky once more he resolved to become a hermit and to live a wild outdoor life with the birds whom he loved he built his nest on a wild little island named farn a steep rocky sea mountain where ten or fifteen years before had lived that same holy aden whose passage to heaven he had witnessed when he was a shepherd boy at melrose the nest was really a hole in the ground you know some birds build so he dug himself a round cell in the rock the roof having a window open to his dear sky the walls were of turf and stone and it was thatched with straw there were two rooms one where he lived and slept and cooked the other for his little chapel where he sang praises like any bird and sat for hours thinking holy thoughts before the door he hung an oxhide and this was his only protection from the winds of the sea he found a spring in the rock and this supplied him with water and he planted a plot of barley which yielded him food thus he lived alone with the birds which swarmed about the rock the winds swept over him and the waves curled and broke almost at the door of his hut but he did not care indeed the sea was a rough friend to him once when by mistake it came too near and washed away part of the cottage cuthbert sent to his brother monks on the mainland asking them to bring him a beam to prop up the roof for there was no wood on his rocky isle but this the brothers forgot to do the sea however seemed sorry for having been so careless and at the next high tide it washed up at the saint's feet the beam he wished he did not lack for friends for as soon as he made this island rock his home it became the haunt of every kind of bird the other animals could not reach him from the shore poor things but the blessed wings of the gulls and curlews the eider ducks and the ravens bore them to their master in his retreat hi they said to one another we have got him to ourselves now 
those poor featherless creatures can't come here neither can he get away without wings he is all our own now this was not quite true for they forgot that though men cannot fly they make boats with wings and so can cross the sea cuthbert often went ashore to do errands of mercy in peasants huts and in the queen's palace and many people came to see him also because his fame had spread over the kingdom he made them welcome to the house which he had built for his guests as far as possible from his own solitary cell he loved them and helped them when he could but after all the birds were his dearest friends and he liked best to be alone with them they would come and sit upon his shoulders and knees and let him take them up and caress them they followed him in flocks when he went to walk they watched at the door of his hut and ate breakfast dinner and supper with him many people believed that every day the birds brought him food from paradise but this story arose as so many false stories do from another thing that really happened for once when some blackbirds thoughtlessly stole his barley and some of the straw from his roof cuthbert scolded them and bade them never to do so again it made the birds ashamed and to show that they were sorry they brought him a great lump of suet he did not eat it however as they expected he would but used it to grease his shoes with and it lasted a long time now cuthbert loved all these birds dearly especially the unselfish eider duck who picks the down from her own breast to make a softer bed for her little ones he was kind to them and they had no fear of him but he dreaded lest after he was gone others should be less kind to his pets so to protect them he made a promise and he bequeathed them a legacy the gift of st cuthbert's peace he promised that no one should harm or kill them on that island without being dreadfully punished and he gave them this peace for ever and ever so that thenceforth ill befell whoever injured one of st cuthbert's birds there are two stories to prove this and they both happened long after cuthbert was gone from farn now living was the servant of elric the hermit who next dwelt in cuthbert's cell and one day while elric was gone away to the mainland living killed and ate one of the eider ducks who still lived and built their nests near the hut where the saint had lived living knew the promise of st cuthbert's peace but he thought that no one would find out his crime for he scattered the bones and feathers over the cliff and saw them washed away by the waves but after elric his master came back he found a lump of bones and feathers rolled together and cast by the tide upon the very steps of his chapel for even the sea was promised to st cuthbert's peace and had to betray the guilty man so living was discovered and punished and this is the second story the birds themselves were bound by the peace to be kind to one another the big birds were forbidden to hurt or kill a little one and this is what happened to a great hawk who flapped over from the neighboring island of lindisfarne and ate up the tame sparrow which belonged to bartholomew another hermit who lived after elric at farn for st cuthbert's power made the hawk fly for days around and around the island never able to get away never able to stop though he was ready to drop with weariness and hunger he would have kept on flying until now or until he fell into the sea and was drowned if at last the hermit had not taken pity upon him bartholomew caught the tired hawk by his wings and carried him to the seashore and there in st cuthbert's name he bade him fly away and never come back to farn to bother him and his peaceful birds 
so saint cuthbert lived on his island surrounded by his feathered friends he never grew proud though everyone loved and reverenced him and called him a saint he was always poor although royal ladies even the queen herself made him presents of gold and jewels which he gave away to the needy he was always meek though egfried the king himself came all the way to farn to make him a grand bishop kneeling on the ground before cuthbert and begging him to accept the gift his life was like a beacon to men burning bright and clear and after he died a lighthouse was built on his rock to be a spark of hope for the sailors at sea as for st cuthbert's peace it still blesses the lonely rock of farn flocks of seabirds swarm about it descendants of those who knew the saint himself they are tame and gentle and suspect no harm from any one for have they not the promise of their saint alas men less kindly than he have forgotten the promise and have broken the peace they have killed many of the trusting birds who let them come up close and take them in their hands expecting to be petted for the birds never even thought to run away poor innocent soft-eyed creatures and how cruelly they were deceived but i am sure that st cuthbert's dreadful charm still binds the murderers he will not forget his promise and though they may not be punished immediately as living was nor suffer like the wicked hawk st cuthbert will bring sorrow upon their heads at last and misfortune to the cruel hands which dare to hurt his birds End of chapter nine st cuthbert's peace